You are Locked On Blue Jays, your daily podcast on the Toronto Blue Jays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, Blue Jays fans, and welcome to Locked On Blue Jays, your daily dose of Toronto Blue Jays talk directly into your headspace, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And this episode is brought to you by Vivid Seats. Make a memory that lasts a lifetime and let the Vivid Seats app help you get to your favorite live event. Enter promo code KICKOFF at checkout to receive a discount of up to $100 with that app. I'm your host, AJ Andrews of JasonCouch.com. Back with you for the second of two Tuesday episodes. Uh, hopefully you checked out the first one. Just gave my shout outs to Toronto and, and everyone who made that a great experience. We are going to focus on the future in this episode. So we are going to preview the Baltimore Orioles series in the second half of this podcast. Um, Kitty co-host is somewhat awake and moving now in the studio. I still don't think she wants to say anything, though. Yeah, she's just wondering why the heck I won't let her sleep. <laughs> uh, poor Kite co-host. Anyway, her troubles are, are relatively insignificant to the member of the Blue Jays that we're going to be discussing here in the first half of this episode. And that, unfortunately, is Tim Meza. And... Probably the biggest negative of that Friday night game that the Blue Jays managed to win in 12 innings was watching Tim Meza go out there and crumple after delivering ball four behind the back of D.D. Gregorius. And you knew from the second he went down, like it, it was going to be bad. And I tweeted out immediately once I saw that, that I would have been absolutely shocked if it wasn't Tommy John surgery in the cards for Mesa. Just the way his arm was hanging and and it it wasn't moving. He wasn't even trying to move his fingers. It, it just looked completely shot. And it did prove to be the case, unfortunately. I know uh, at Leslie underscore Nope, who I was watching that game with, she was was just distraught after that. Uh, Mesa's one of her favorite players. Um, given their chats from from the bullpen wall, he he was a favorite of the fans too. So to see that happen at at right at the end too of his first full season in the majors, it it was so disheartening, especially for a guy who had who had battled as much as Tim did to get to the point where he would he would have that full season under his belt where he wouldn't be bouncing back and forth on the QEW. He was he was here, he was contributing for the full season and it it just imploded in an instant. And obviously hearts go out to Tim and hopefully the surgery will be successful, but you know, that will remain to be seen for the Blue Jays and their lefty specialist. Now, the injury to Mesa raises a lot of questions as to how the future is going to look uh, for this Blue Jays bullpen, at least in 
the sense of 2020. Now, the fans are looking for the team to make that step forward, and it's very possible they could do it without a left-handed reliever, given that Mesa will miss the entire 2020 season with Tommy John surgery. And while that that is a big blow for the for the 27-year-old from Millersville, I believe that's the university name. I am not sure. Um yeah, Millersville University of Pennsylvania. Um but for the for the Blue Jays it's going to be really tough to try and find an immediate replacement for Mesa if they want a lefty arm in there the the pickings for lefty relievers are pretty slim this season just looking at spot track immediately um there there are not many options unless you want to give Darren O'Day a shot in his 38 year season which that's that's not palatable for anyone I don't think anyone wants Darren O'Day near the Blue Jays' bullpen, uh, given his relationship with one of the icons of the team. However, it still underscores the fact that there aren't aren't a lot of options outside of the organization. Like it's it it it's emblematic of a a lot of the problems the Blue Jays have had with Mesa being their only lefty for the majority of the season in there, that there just aren't enough good arms to go around there and, and actually pick up the slack. So what the Blue Jays are going to have to do is likely look internally for a solution to their problem. Now, if you look at the lefties who are currently on the 40 man roster, uh, I don't. I don't think anyone is betting on Buddy Boshear is coming back for another season, and I don't think a lot of people would think he would be a solution for the Blue Jays in that regard, especially as a younger team. Like you're, you're looking for the future. You're looking for arms that'll actually help you in the future, and Buddy Boshears is not one of those arms. Not with the way he's been pitching this season. Now, the other lefty option on the roster at the moment is Thomas Pannone. And while on the outside, Pannone may seem like he's an even worse option than Boshears if you go strictly by ERA, which Pannone has almost a full run on Boshears in that regard, that is factoring in Pannone's six starts this season where he was pretty freaking terrible. If you look at Pano's relief work, he's 3 and 1 with a 386 ERA and 26 appearances and just the way the Blue Jays have built up this wave of starting pitching that is start that is beginning to emerge. They can take a guy like Panone who was ticketed as a starter and kind of put him in that relief role to see if he can be more effective doing that over a year and Honestly, Pannone probably is the front runner for that position, although there are a couple other options in the system that the Blue Jays can use if they, you know, again, if they don't get one of the options that's available via free agency, which it's highly likely because there aren't a lot of them. 
But um, one name that comes to mind immediately is former Rule 5 draftee Travis Bergen, who had a 549 ERA in 21 games with San Francisco this season. But um, Bergen's peripheries weren't great. 18 strikeouts in 19 and two-thirds innings combined with nine walks. So didn't have a lot of control, although his whip was, was pretty much in control. 137 for San Francisco. Um, his work in AAA was decent. He had a 378 ERA in Sacramento and a 3 ERA in Buffalo once he came back to the organization. So given that he now has major league experience, Bergen could be a factor in there just to at least give Pannone some competition. With Mesa going on a 60-day DL next year, there will be an open roster spot. So it's not as if, you know, 40-man uh, implications have to come into effect. And with that, there are a couple other names that pitched in Buffalo that could be a factor as well. Um, Blue Jays fans of 2016 may remember Matt Dermody. Well, he's still in the organization. He's pitched in Buffalo the past couple seasons. Had a 548 ERA and 15 appearances this year with Buffalo. But he was asked to go multiple innings in a lot of those outings. He pitched 23 innings. But the big thing you want to look at with Dermody is that strikeout-to-walk ratio. 23 strikeouts against three walks, which the Blue Jays have had such a problem with walking batters this season. I think the imperative is going to be on finding guys with control. And Dermody was able to do that in AAA. So that alone could get him at least an invite to spring training and, and a look to see if he's you know been able to figure some things out since his run with tw- in 2016 and 2017 with the club. And then the other option who I personally like would be Kirby Sneed, the rookie who got promoted to Buffalo this season, had a 398 ERA and 41 appearances and 52 innings, gave up 54 hits. But again, you look at that strikeout to walk ratio, 54 strikeouts against 19 walks is really, really good. So... And Snead has a, a pattern of kind of, you know, feeling things out at a level and then raising his game a bit. He had an 084 ERA at New Hampshire this season. So it it could be a little rougher trying to get him to make that jump to MLB next year. And it's probably why he will likely start at Buffalo again. But I would like to see him get a long look in spring training just as an option. Because, again, the Blue Jays have to find someone to take that mantle. And while Pannone may get it by default, it's worthwhile having that competition and at least having those other options immediately available. One of them will probably be added to the 40-man. I'm not sure if Dermody can do it heading into his age 30 season, so it would probably be either Bergen or Snead. Since Snead is not Rule 5 eligible, I don't think he would be on there immediately. But... Bergen does become more of a factor with Tim Meza now being out for 2020. So that's that's who I kind of look at there. We will briefly preview the Baltimore-Toronto series that is starting tonight. But before we do, just want to give a shout out to our sponsor. That would be Postmates. Of course it's Postmates. Postmates does whatever you need to do, whether it's acquiring alcohol at 8 p.m. at night or acquiring hangover breakfast food at 8 a.m. in the morning or sponsoring a podcast, Postmate it. It's what they do. It's your personal food delivery, grocery delivery, whatever the heck kind of delivery service all year round 
anything you want, Postmates can deliver. It's the largest on-demand network in the U.S., and it delivers from restaurants, grocery stores, convenience stores, traditional retailers, anything you could want, 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. You can make them do it on Christmas if you're that mean of a person, but... You have the power to do it with Postmates. It will bring you what you need within the hour. You don't even have to know where the store is. Postmates will deliver anything to you. You just got to download the app. You can do it on iPhone or Android. You browse local restaurants and businesses and track your delivery in real time. And for a limited time only, Postmates is giving our listeners $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days. So to start your free deliveries, all you got to do... Download the app. Use code Locked On for one hundred dollars of free delivery credit in your first week. So anything you need, anytime you need it, Postmate it. Download Postmates and save with that code Locked On. You are Locked On Blue Jays, your daily Toronto Blue Jays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. And we are back. So, are you ready for it? After series wins over the Red Sox and Yankees, the Blue Jays are on the road for the final time this season for a six-game trip through the American League East. They start in Baltimore for three games, which is fun. (laughs) Um, Ah. that there will be good seats available for that one, I am sure. So for the first time in a long time, Toronto's actually set with its starting rotation for that series. They'll be going Trent Thornton to open tonight, Clay Buckles tomorrow, and then Anthony Kay in the finale before they go down to New York for three games there. And this is going to be really interesting because... Again, the last time we saw Trent Thornton, he was pitching like anyone who was not named Trent Thornton with that curveball of his. Um, That Buckles grip that he got from his teammate was working wonders. And, you know, he pitched five shutout innings against Boston, a team with a very dangerous offense. And now he's going to be facing the likes of Chris Davis and Mason Williams and DJ Stewart. So... Um, should be a relatively easier time for Trent Thornton. I will be very interested to see if he can have another start like he has had against Baltimore in the past. I mean, it's not going to be very telling of any future success, but a good start tonight would put him in a very nice position when he will likely be pitching the finale against New York. So I I do want to see if Trent can actually, you know, keep the momentum going, you know, as as he faces essentially a triple-A team. Um, lineup notes for tonight, Lourdes Gurriel Jr. is in there batting third and DHing tonight, which, as I noted, it's just nice to see him in the lineup again. You, even if for, for a brief period of time before the end of the se- season, um... Billy McKinney's getting a start in left field tonight. Teoscar Hernandez in center. Danny Jansen's going to be behind the plate. Justin Smokes at first. So that means no Rowdy, no Alford, no Davis, no Derek Fisher, no Reese McGuire. So that is your lineup call for tonight. Um, just to briefly 
touch on Vladdy. Um, he's having a miserable September, and this series is probably going to be his best chance to actually get back on track and actually put something together before the calendar reaches zero on 2019 for Toronto. So that's what I'm going to be looking for him to do. And the Baltimore starter is not very imposing. And I think that's probably putting it nicely. Uh, I'm just, I'm trying to pull up the info on him because it's, it's a little hard to find. His name is Chandler Shepard. Uh, he's pitched two games, gone seven combined innings, a 386 ERA. So he's only allowed the three runs in seven innings. But, you know, he's a rookie, which, you know, Toronto hasn't had as much problems with rookies this year as they have in previous seasons. Um, but he's, he's a guy who was waived twice in the same day this season. He was waived by Boston on May 18th, taken by the Cubs, and then immediately waived by the Cubs and taken by the Orioles. So, I, I don't think the Blue Jays should have a lot of problems with him as long as, you know, that, that top half of the lineup can actually get something going. And again, like, I'm not worried about Bo. I'm not worried about Kevin. It's going to be about getting Vladdy going. And if he can hit a home run in this series or two, that'll go a long way to putting people at ease. I know it's been a long grind. It's probably tired. Just, just give, give a sign that you, you're, you're finding the lumber there, Vladdy. And I think that will satisfy a lot of Blue Jays fans. So that's, that's all you really need to say. We will be talking about it on tomorrow's episode. I am certain because that is what we do here. We deliver that daily Blue Jays talk into your brains. As I say, well, a third of the time, you know, when I'm not substituting headspace or electronic device or whatever I can think of at the moment. So just a reminder, if you are not following me on Twitter, I really don't know why you aren't, but you should. I'm at A underscore J underscore Andrews on there. The underscores are there because Twitter is dumb. Subscribe to the podcast on Stitcher, Spotify, Himalaya, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, however you get podcasts. Make sure you're subscribed so you don't miss an episode, especially when we do these like two for Tuesdays or... Uh, I I don't see another Wednesday triple header in the future, but who knows? It could happen. Um, Follow the podcast on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, at Locked on Jays to make sure you don't miss an episode. And we will be coming at you again tomorrow. It's nice to do this at a normal time. Anyway, enjoy the game tonight, folks. We We will talk on Wednesday. And... Until then, for everyone at the Lockdown Podcast Network and everyone at jaysfromthecouch.com, I'm AJ Andrews. Thank you all so much for listening to today's episode. And y'all take care.